Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. In what's the spread today? We are talking some college football. Miles, it feels so good to be talking about sports. Listen, Miles, that was over dramatic, but I'm sorry. It's been a minute. Well, it's like I was telling you, I was I was literally yelling at people last weekend. I had a, a little too much to drink. We were talking about just basic <laughs> sports topics. I started saying, no, no, this is how it is. This is how it's gonna be. Like, you why needed am I the yelling podcast. at people? You needed this. For all those who don't know, both of us have been traveling a lot and our schedules just didn't line up. And we wanted this episode, we wanted our Too Early Top 10 episode to be an episode that you really wanted to listen to multiple times. And we didn't want to sacrifice quality or 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 our, our, our efforts to for this episode. So this is the reason why we've been a little on a hiatus. But guess what? The boys are back. Miles, what are you going to do? I'm so excited to hear your top four. So here's the deal. Uh, and we're going to lay out a Too Early Top 10 here. Yes. I'm uh, going to talk about our 10 favorite teams going to next year's college football season. First thing I want to say is peeking ahead to the schedules, which we'll look at more when we get into predictions, but yeah. I just wanted to peek a little bit. I've never seen so many potential top 10 matchups yes. in an offseason in a very long time. A lot of these schedules are super front-loaded, too. God. So, uh, really great non-conference uh, games as well. We got uh, Notre Dame and Georgia playing. Texas LSU and LU. Texas is God. playing. Um, so... I feel like every year we agree on like big games. Like, yeah, just for like sure. Last the, games that we, the games that we want to be at. That's awesome. Do you want to start from the bottom and go up, or do you want to go from the top and go down? Oh, that's fun. You know, let's start from the bottom. Okay. Let's start at 10, and then we'll work our way up to one. Okay. And don't give any honorable mentions until the, fit, the top, and then give your honorable mentions. Okay. All right, Miles, take the floor. All right, so I kind of went back and forth on who was going to make my cut. Uh, and at number 10, I have the Florida Gators. Everyone's really high on them. I don't want to buy into the hype too much. It's still Florida. They still have Felipe Franks at quarterback. I still don't think that he's quite the answer. If you talk to a Gator fan, they'll tell you, well, he really improved. He might have improved, sure. I think a lot of improvement did with coaching, too. Right, but are they good enough to beat Georgia? I think that's really what it comes down to. But for me, they're good enough to be in my top 10. At least they made it. So Really impressive win against Michigan to end the year, by the way. So that, that really put him in there too so. you know i'm super excited that we're going back to top because like my number 10 is going to surprise a lot of people out there but listen this team has lost what what four or five all americans and i just don't see them recruiting that well to replace five all americans their top running back and they have a very very tough schedule probably the toughest schedule in america and that is notre dame i know they finished 12 and 1 but listen they played a lot of pretenders last year. They have to play Georgia at Georgia, first Virginia, first USC. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't think USC is going to be this freaking world beater. But come on, at Michigan, Virginia Tech, Navy, at Stanford. And I try not to put too much emphasis and thought on schedule. But you have to when you look at a schedule like that. I think Notre Dame lost too much on defense. Yes. And I also think that they're a three-loss team this year. They so lost, I'm with you there. Still got to have them in the top ten. Three defensive All-Americans. Yeah, for sure. But... Can't disagree there. All right. At number nine, I went with another SEC team, my second of four SEC teams in my top 10. I've got LSU, Joey Burrow, quarterback. Uh, not concerned with the running game because they got Mr. John Emery coming in here, yep. who should win the starting job right away. Uh, number one running back in the ESPN 300. Ed Orgeron, I wasn't a believer last year, but I'll tell you, I'm close. 
I'm getting closer. I think he has the potential to build a solid LSU program that can win 10 games every season. Yes, I, I agree with that. My number nine team, my nine, my nine through seven are very interchangeable. And it, it really had to do with what, what coach is there and what their specialty is. So number nine, I'm coming with Texas A&M, nine and four last year, five and three. I think they are going to be another 10 or nine win team. Uh, they have a couple, uh, they lost a couple key players, but one thing I really like, they're bringing back three offensive line starters, and I think Kellen Mond will do better under Jimbo. Pretty amazing what Jimbo was able to do in his first season. Yes. Uh, I think, I mean, he went there for the money, yes, but because he knew he had all the resources available to him to build a powerhouse. And AM will be winning big football games very soon. So, can't disagree there. Let me go ahead with my number eight, since you um, already had them listed at number nine. I'm going number eight. LSU finished 10 and 3 last season. They're losing a lot. Losing Devin White's going to be tough. Losing Greedy's going to be tough. Losing I'm not even going to go with Ed Alexander, but cuz those two guys impact is enough. But they will be replacing Dev uh Greedy with the number 1 cornerback in in Singletary. He's Sing Stingle. Oh my god, his name's so pronounced hard to pronounce. Stingley. He's good. He's good enough to start day 1. Good enough to be one of the top corners in in that's you see, I'm not gonna say the country because it's hard to be that that threshold as a freshman. I think they have a lot of a lot of trap games, a lot of tough games. But I just want to say this, Miles, about LSU because I know no one's saying it. Trap game. You ready? At home, Utah State rolls in. Just wait. Utah State finished in the top 25 last year. It's one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, no doubt about that. I mean, I, I uh, earlier I made a list of all of the top 25 games for next year. Yeah. And Utah State making an appearance there. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Mountain West finished strong. So, uh, for me, number eight, Notre Dame. Uh, you and I both, which I think is interesting, we don't have them as high as most experts have them. I saw a lot of experts around six and seven. Yeah. And I understand programs like, you know, Alabama, Back USC, USC back in the day, like programs like that, Georgia, who had these high, high recruiting classes. I just don't see that happening, replacing that many all of Americans. I just said all of Americans. All of Americans. <laughs> it's like, who this guy We're don't know about sports? <laughs> Did you just call them all of Americans? Here come the trolls. <laughs> all right, number seven. Uh, I'm going to roll in here with the Texas Longhorns. I, I was tempted to have Texas higher, believe it or not. Because I think coming out of the Big 12, I think it's between Texas and Oklahoma. Um, they really impressed me, man. Listen, I you can tell me all day that Georgia didn't want to be in that Sugar Bowl, and that's fine. I'm not going to say that it's not a reason. But Texas was impressive in that football game. They were very impressive. And I think they are ready for big-time football. Texas is losing a lot on the O-line. They're losing little Jordan Humphreys. But they are getting their number one uh, targeted receiver back, which is huge. Number seven, I'm going to go with the Florida Gators. So I don't oh, you know you have them that. up there. Okay, I have three in a row <laughs> SEC, SEC? SEC teams, and you know the Gators are uh, losing Juwan Taylor, which is going to be really, really big for him. It's it's hard to replace a tackle. You know, one of the most important positions in football. I just think that they got something going right there. And I, I know I try to put too much merit on bowl victories, but that was a a slacking versus Michigan, and I, I it weighed a lot on me. And so I told you it's pretty interchangeable. What what did Florida over uh, what what did Florida over LSU for me personally is I just look at the two programs I look at the quarterbacks I think the quarterbacks neither one is is that great I think that Florida is losing less on defense where you have LSU losing two of the best defensive players in the country and Florida has always had a great defensive culture what Mullen is doing and he's he's coming in and he's reshaping the offense. 
And that's been the difference for me for the Gators. Yes. The defense has always been there. Yeah. Just some semblance of being able to move the football has done a lot for them. Yeah, and yes, absolutely. that win against Michigan was really impressive because it was a very talented Michigan team. But for me, it was another situation where you had a team like Michigan that was disappointed to be there and Florida was ready Sitting to play. a lot of players too. Sitting a lot of players. And that's what will happen in those big bowl games. But they earned every yard and every point of that victory just like Texas did. Wow, Miles. You know what I just realized? You only have one Big Ten team in the in the top ten. What makes you say that? Because we I haven't done number six yet, right? Number six. Go ahead. Okay, so my number six team is the Michigan Wolverines. No! <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to see who gets omitted. Oh, this is gonna be exciting. Let me hear this. You're just expecting that I have all these Big Ten teams in the top ten, right? There's, I know you have at least two, right? <laughs> there's there's a reason for this. I think that the Big Ten consists of two really strong programs right now, and I think that it's actually trending that way. The SEC, in my opinion, is still the best conference in college football, and I think they and I think they proved that last year. I think it was a, after the Big Ten strong bowl season the year before, and how many strong teams they had coming into the top 25 last year, there was some hype for me, personally. Yes. But they did not take that step to overtake the SEC. That's why I've got four SEC teams in the top 10. But Michigan still has a really good program going right now. But what is really funny to me, I, I, I forgot, I think it was, uh, uh, Buckeye fans are going to kill me for forgetting this, but there was, it might have been Bush, it might have been Devin Bush who told all of the potential Michigan recruits out there that this was a mirage. He was like, this 62 <laughs> to 31 beatdown was a mirage. We have a great program. But he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Because Michigan is going to be a 10-win team every single year. You got another season with Shea Patterson. They're going to have one of the best receiving cores in the, cores in the country yes, this year. Yes, they're up there. I think so they're number three in my mind. So Patterson will take another step yeah. forward. They are losing a lot on defense. You know, you know what I'm kind of realizing though, and, and, and this is not a knock on the Big Ten. I just don't think Big Ten traditionally the defenses are as good as SEC defenses. Shea Patterson lit up the SEC. Was he? Was it the play calling, or I thought he was kind of timid, or or didn't want to make mistakes, but or it wasn't the play style where I was kind of disappointed. It looked like he didn't have the same trigger. I think it was inevitable coming to Michigan, and maybe he didn't really know this, or because everyone really talked Especially about with it. Ron Higdon in the back, yeah, where he was not really the focal point of the offense. I mean, he really. I mean, don't get me wrong. Harbaugh did change a lot of his offense yeah. for Patterson, but not really enough. He still tried to keep. His Michigan roots at Ole Miss, they were just going five wide, yeah, all oh day God. long, just back there gunning it. So he he is having to change his play style. That's where you saw that that transition this year. But I think he'll take a big step forward next year. What was that? What number team was that? Uh, for me, that was number six. Holy smokes! Well, at number six, could not put him any higher. Uh, almost put him lower. Um, I have Oklahoma. Uh, you have a quarterback here, and I'm not going to count his last season because those stats are weird and jaded. Uh, in two seasons, 61 touchdowns as the starter. Not even guaranteed to start because they do have arguably the top quarterback coming in as a freshman. But let's say Jalen Hurts does start, right? Fair. Jalen Hurts starts the game. And he starts the season. Which I think I, he will. I think Big Ten. I think Big Ten. Um, what am I talking about Big Ten? I think Big 12 defensive line players are just smaller than these SEC behemoths. Big 12, and see, I, I, I put in my notes when I say this statement, this is not a knock to the Big 12 defense because, I mean, look at TCU. My thing is Jalen Hurts ran over some big, big guys. Big 12, they used to these throwing quarterbacks. I think Jalen Hurts has an impressive season. 
And everyone out there who's saying Jalen Hurst is going to be a Heisman contender, shut that crap up. You have Baker Mayfield. You have Kyler Murray. Oklahoma, you will be disappointed because Jalen Hurts, is he's improved as a passer, but he is not a gunslinger. I This is more of Lincoln Riley getting another toy to play with, and he's proved that. And Lincoln Riley, to me and to the country, he's one of the best coaches in the country right now, hands down. I can't believe he's really, for me, solidified himself so quickly, but he will use Jalen to his strengths. And I think the physicality of Jalen Hurts yeah. is going to be really fun to watch because that's the thing, and that's the key. Lincoln Riley knows that Jalen is not Kyler and yep. not Baker. He knows what he's got. Yep. He'll he'll play him to his strengths. And I wanted to I want to put this this put this into perspective, everyone. I want to paint the picture. So imagine imagine Jalen Hurts, right? You have uh, Trey Sermons, and then you have one of the fastest running back. I mean, fastest wide receivers in the country. They are going to run the jet sweep package at least ten times a game, where you have Ceedee Lamb come across, and you're going to have to decide what what are you going to play because Lincoln Riley has toys. And, 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 I mean, they didn't even need to keep Marquise Brown. Like, I think CeeDee Lamb will be better than Marquise Brown. And you know what's going to make Oklahoma better? Maybe slow down the game a little bit and have a little more of a running game. Yeah. Maybe have more of, like, a JT Barrett-type offense where Jalen's taking the ball. I mean, he's basically a running back. Yeah. Taking the ball 15, 20 times a game. You're giving it to Lamb. You're spreading it around maybe on the ground. Yeah. Maybe then your defense improves. I, there's a lot for him to work with here. Oklahoma is hands down still a top I saw team. a lot of Oklahoma in top four, and... um I want to put another reason why I can't put Oklahoma in the top four. Oklahoma's offensive line was rated the number one offensive line in the country. They are losing five, one, two, three, four, five, five offensive line starters. That uh, weighed a lot on my decision as well. And also, I just took into consideration the league as a whole. Um, I don't think the Big 12 even has a chance at the playoff this year. I think that they're going to I don't know. swallow each other up. Um, but that's why I'm just going to move right in here. I have Oklahoma at number five. I still think that they're a top five team, cool. uh, but that's where I have them sitting. My number five, I have the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you know, I initially had Ohio State ranked lower. So does ESPN. <laughs> a lot of people do, but you know what? Ohio State, one of their, their biggest knocks, in my opinion, uh, one of the reasons I almost had them lower was because it's hard to replace, what, 50 touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins will make up for a lot of that. Uh, don't know what we're going to get with Justin Fields. So that was, making, that was making me worry, right? But last season, where you guys really stumbled was on defense. You guys are returning almost everybody. And it's, that means a lot in college football. That extra year of experience. Look, look what it did to Clemson. And that's what propelled you guys. Probably I was had about, you guys about seven. That propelled you guys to, to a, a five, maybe a four. I, I, was, I was almost comfortable bringing you guys back up to four. I'm really happy that you noticed that because that's what a lot of people aren't talking about for Ohio State is they have 10 starters yes. returning on the defensive side of the ball. That's huge. The talent is still there. And the fact that Shiano left is, is, is a good thing because we needed a scheme change on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. So we've got some new minds coming in. we got Halfley coming in. Uh, we got some NFL talent coming in um, on, on, the co on the defensive uh, coaching side of the ball. Shiano was just obsessed with playing up to the line and playing yeah. two man under, and also his he was I don't know he's an NFL guy. His thing his thing too was you cannot you cannot show up to a gunfight with a knife and think you're gonna beat somebody going straight at them. And not saying you guys had a bunch of knives like that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is know your personnel, know your opponent, and he he had a hard time adapting. 
and it, it was it was obvious. Yeah. And I think that you guys are gonna have a culture change, and that's not a bad thing. No, you guys are a borderline playoff team every year. Saying a culture change doesn't mean you guys are gonna be bad. That just means the locker room is gonna be different. Schemes are gonna be different. I, I'm excited. It was so funny. One of the biggest questions in the the press conference for the defensive coaches was, "Are you gonna uh, teach the cornerbacks to turn around and look for the ball?" And they're like, "Listen, all right." We always teach the cornerbacks to turn around and look for the ball. It's like you talk to any defensive backs coach, any defensive coach in the country, don't worry. That is the first thing that we're teaching. Because like as Ohio State fans, we're like, well, it doesn't really look like we were, we were trying yeah. to do that. But th- that's the thing. And we're also going to be playing, I think we're going to be playing less man, a little more zone. Uh, so the defensive side of the ball is going to improve. Yeah, just the amount of starters, come on. Yeah, and Justin Fields, highest rated recruit, not recruit, transfer, but the highest rated player that Ohio State has seen come in since Terrell Pryor. A lot of excitement around this kid. Dobbins is going to be fine. And he's got a lot of returning receivers coming yeah, back too. He does. A lot of experience there. So, I like that. Miles, who do you have at number four? At number four, I have the Ohio State University, <laughs> speaking of. I, you were already there, so I had to let you get it out. <laughs> I'm confident in Ohio State this year. It's not that I wasn't confident last year. It's just that I kind of expected an Urban-esque season. And you, you know how much I love Urban Meyer. Yes. But that loss to Purdue, I knew that something like that was going to happen. Now, we still end up winning the Big Ten, so foot in my mouth, but we missed the playoff. I think this year is going to be different. I think that Ryan Day is going to come in here. He's going to use this incredible program that Urban has built. He's got a great starting, just like Lincoln Riley did yes. with Bob Stoops. Yes. But by the end, Bob Stoops just wasn't able to get to that next step. Yep. It took Lincoln Riley. I think this is a very similar situation. That's why Urban was comfortable leaving it in the hands of Ryan Day. He knows what he's doing. I think we're going to be as explosive as ever. Are you at all worried that uh, Michigan might beat you guys now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, the Michigan dominance will so continue. happy they're like, oh. by Urban. <laughs> right. exactly. Oh, my God. My number four, Miles, unless you have more to say. I, no, I no, would no. love I'm you good. can have your Ohio State soapbox yeah, all I'm you good. want. We'll have, we'll have plenty to talk about. I'm good. My number four is probably going to be the biggest surprise, probably the only person in America who has this team at number four. It is the Texas Longhorns. I really like Ellinger. This man get, got, okay, Big 12, whatever, blah, 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 got very little respect. Ellinger, what, he throw for 25 touchdowns, only five interceptions, 146 um, passer rating with 16 additional rushing touchdowns. When Peyton Manning was the number, I'm going to, Fudge up these stats. So these are all estimates, guys. When when Peyton Manning was the number one quarterback in the country, he had 145 passer rating. He threw for 31 touchdowns, and I think it was like eight interceptions. Look at Ellinger's numbers. Ellinger put up some serious, serious numbers. But outside of that, Texas went from a 7-6 and six team to a 10-4 team. They're losing Quick three clean. offensive linemen, but they're they're getting a lot of good uh, a good. Freshman coming in, and you know what? Listen, to, listen to this. You lose LeJordan, you lose LeJordan Humphreys, the number one athlete out of at, in, in high school. Bruh McCoy, dude's electric, and I think he will do enough. He will do enough to to replace that big play that LeJordan Humphreys. And, and college football is going to miss that name, by the way. I'm pretty high on Texas as well. Tom Her- it's a Tom Herman effect. I mean, he's he's doing at Texas what everybody expected him to do. And if you're a college football fan, sit back, grab your popcorn, and enjoy this Lincoln Riley Tom Herman rivalry yes. that we're about to have for like the next ten years. These guys are gonna go at it every year. I'm telling you, the Big Twelve will be Oklahoma and Texas. Yep. Now I think Gary Patterson, 
as much as I love the guy, he's going to be trying to keep up with the two powerhouses that yeah, are back. Yeah, and then you got to think West Virginia is going to take a major step back. Major step back. God. Oh, absolutely. Poor West Virginia left in the dust. Yeah, they are. Oh my. <laughs> Whoo. I know so, they got a good recruit, but I can't remember his name. But like, <laughs> no real Greer. Miles, number three. I'm going to just go ahead and roll this one out because this is another SEC team, and I think a lot of people have them at number three. This is Georgia. Georgia. Georgia's losing a lot, and I didn't realize how much they were losing, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because I knew Riley really was gone, and 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 I knew um, Elijah Holyfield was gone, right? But they're also losing. They're also losing Hardman, and the one receiver I think in that entire uh, receiving core that didn't get a lot of credit was Terry Godwin, because Terry Godwin was ready to do whatever he wanted because he knew he had a family to provide for. I have Georgia at number three as well, so we can just go ahead and talk about him here. As long as Kirby Smart is running that program. I think Georgia's got a case for the top four every single year. I don't care who they lose it's, because they're reloading there. They're they're building something well, special. Well, they have the number three recruiting class, I yeah. think. So. But it'll, yeah, def- I think it'll definitely, yeah. I, you know what's weird? I, I really want to see how um, Jake Fromm does without Justin Fields. Sure. Because, you know, it's either, ah, I can breathe, or it's either, oh, my God, now all the pressure's on me. Personally, I think Fromm is just the perfect quarterback for this program right now because, honestly, Georgia really just needs a guy that's going to make one or two big throws a game. That's all they need. Better quarterback, Ellinger or Fromm? Ellinger. Ooh, okay. I think Ellinger's more dynamic. Okay. That's fair. So, I, I just had to know. I've, I've seen the comparisons a lot. It's, it's, and, and it's who's an better. interesting argument. I mean... If I'm going to put my ball in the hands of, for a big-time game, it's kind of hard to argue against Fromm after yes. what he did in that SEC championship Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Uh, he, he really impressed me last year because you remember I was not high on him yeah. last year, but I'm on the Georgia train well, now. Well, one problem that a lot of people forget about Fromm is, is Georgia runs the ball so much, but go back and look at the stat sheets of his like last, like what, 10, 15 games. The numbers are pretty good, and it took me breaking down uh, quarterback comparisons to realize like I watch a lot of Georgia games. I just didn't. Realize he was putting up those numbers. All right, let's go ahead and roll into the top two. I think the top two just really doesn't matter because you know how uh, Clemson was eating up that rest of y'all stuff where they said it's Alabama and the rest of y'all. It's Clemson and Alabama and the rest of y'all. Yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. If Georgia sneaks into a national championship game, I think they lose to either of these two teams. I'm just going to go ahead and put Clemson at number two. Uh, I know they won the national championship. It's hard to repeat national championships. Look at Alabama. And also, the amount of players they lost. They lost the entire D-line. And we're, we don't want me to run through them. Everyone knows who they are. Farrell, Mitchell. I mean, Farrell, Lawrence, Wilkins, Bryant. But one piece that a lot of people are going to fit. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do, do one on each side of the ball that will have a major impact that a lot of people aren't even going to think about. Number one, let's go on the offensive, bo- offensive side of the ball. Hunter Renfro. It felt like that guy was in college for 40 five years and he is their I believe he's bigger than Wes Welker so I don't want to say they're Wes Welker but he is their their guy when you need someone to move the chains he's there I know I know freaking Justin Ross is an animal receiver but you have this guy who's that sure-handed guy now let's go on the defensive side of the ball the one player that they're not going to realize losing is going to is going to hurt them a lot Trayvon Mullen the cornerback losing him is going to be a big deal and with those losses, I, I just put them at number two. And that's just my opinion. For me, for Clemson on the defensive side of the ball, I think that Brett Venables is the best defensive coach in the country. And I think as long as he's there, uh, 
they won't mind losing. I mean, it's tough to lose that star defensive line. There's there's no doubt about it. But they also have Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne on the offensive side of the ball. That I think they're gonna they they may be the best offensive team in the country next year. They're, they're going to be hard to slow down, even without Renfro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My th- I, I, okay, I'm I, I'm gonna put this out there. I'm putting money on uh, Lawrence to win the Heisman anyway. Um, especially just the way that the state of the ACC as well. But he's gonna tear up that league. My thing here is you you look at the Alabama game. There were areas of the Alabama game where Alabama could have won that game. They got stopped on the goal line so much because they could not get past the stud All American D lineman. And, and Venables didn't even have to bring pressure to get pressure. He didn't have to blitz. That's why I have him at number two. Honestly, doesn't matter. Do you have them at number one or number two? I have Bama number two. Okay. So reasoning. we're kind of just talking about both teams yeah, here. Just this, this is what the conversation comes down to yeah. at the end of the day. It's Bama or Clemson. Uh, so you've got uh, Clemson two, Bama one. I've got Bama two, Clemson one. That's what the conversation is. This All this talk after Bama got stomped in the title game was that the, the dynasty was over. Let's all just slow down for a second. They just signed the number one recruiting class in the country. Same is not going anywhere. Yes. This Alabama team's not going anywhere. And it's hard to argue against an Alabama Clemson rematch in the play or in the championship game next year. It's because be they are the premier programs in the country. You know, Alabama, a lot of people are are, are Alabama got whooped. Alabama got whooped. Number one recruiting class. They have I'm, you're gonna like this. They have a Nick Bosa type freshman coming in and Antonio Alfano. This guy he just like same as Nick Bosa. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Nick Bosa played nose tackle in in high school and then moved to 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 an edge rusher. Yeah, that's why he didn't play very much his first year. Yeah, I think if Alfano can can learn that outside speed, he'll be scary. I'm not worried about him though. I just thought I just wanted to highlight him. Uh, he's one. He's probably my top impact freshman on every. Let's see, yeah, in in the top uh, for anybody in the top ten. And that's not because I'm an Alabama fan. More because he wasn't going to go at Alabama, and I was kind of upset. We're losing Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Isaiah Bugs, Quinton Williams, Deontay Thompson, Jonah Williams, the entire staff. We're losing our our center. We're, but listen, Alabama's problem, we refill offensive players. Like, Saban's still like the head a, coach, right? Yeah, that wasn't our problem. In that game, we couldn't stop anybody. We had zero pass rush. Guess what Saban gets that he didn't get last season? Nine returning starting defenders. We're gonna have the. This is a funny, uh, funny fun fact. Uh, we're gonna have the tallest two <laughs> two tackles if we drop down to a a four three or the tallest rotation of uh, defensive tackles in LeBron Bray and Raekwon Davis. It's it's kind of funny because like things like that don't really matter. But if you like watching sports, you like to see these guys just tower over people. And not to mention, we're getting Tua back. Yeah, Tua's still there. I mean, Jerry so Judy, that's happening. Jerry Judy, we have the number one offensive player, the number one wide receiver in the country, back again. How about Steve Sarkeesian coming back to call off to call <laughs> offensive plays after being there for what one game? Oh my god! And now he's back. I don't oh. know what he's gonna do. Yeah, uh, it should be interesting. He's scared. He's scared to throw the ball on the goal line. You still will never have a better play caller than Lane Kiffin. Never. And he's well. I don't know, man. I'm gonna give Loxley mad credit because he called a great season. You know, anyone could have called a great season with that offense. You're right. (laughs) The (laughs) offense is just as good. We're we're losing the top two running backs coming out this year. Um, Oh well. But Bama's loaded with running backs. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait. You're gonna be like you're gonna hear running backs. You didn't even know we're on the team, guys. Remember this name right now, Brian Robinson. No one knows who he is. Just remember the name because if I'm gonna say win, 
when sorry I'm on the Alabama soapbox, but when he has a great season, I will commend this guy more than anybody. This will be his third year at Alabama. Touch the first year maybe touched the ball once a game. Second year touched the ball maybe maybe five times a game. He could have went almost anywhere in this entire country and played running back and started. He goes into a awful situation where you have a junior in uh in Damon Harris. You have a sophomore in um Josh Jacobs. You have a freshman number 1 or number 2 running back in the country coming in in Najee Harris. This guy's a four and a half star running back. What are you doing to go Alabama when you're going to sit behind four guys? And you know it and he had to know there's going to be another number 1 running back coming in with Trey Sanders. But it's okay because this is a, a, not about Alabama. This is about Brian Robinson. If he has a great season this year or a great season next year, someone sign this guy to a public speaking deal on grit. And now he's going to get his opportunity. It's exciting. That's what college was all about. I, I know. Those kind of stories give me chills. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Bama Clemson. I think that's the argument. It, it, it's hard to put any program or any team in the country right now above those guys. Uh, question marks at Ohio State, obviously, with Urban gone. Uh, Georgia's still right there, yeah. but still had that ugly loss against LSU last year. Um, let's let's do a couple a couple honorable mentions. Cool. So let's, let's keep the conversation going a little bit. So I'm gonna go with my first honorable mention, and uh, this is my first team out. Honestly, I was going to I, I was Miles. I was so hard pressed not to put them in, but I honestly couldn't take out Notre Dame just because of the season they had last year, and that's the Utah Utes. Before Zach Moss goes down. Before Tyler Huntley goes down, they are on the verge of being, this is a stretch, but the best bottom-in top 10 team. What that means is they probably would have got higher than eight or seven, you know, but they would have been, I think, the fifth or sixth best team in the country just by t- talent-wise. Turning 15 starters, they got something going there. And for them to get Zach Moss back, like, Zach Moss, selfless. Another selfless story. Amazing season, gets cut short with having season-ending surgery, should have just went to the NFL. He would have been drafted in the third round, making buku bucks, made a team for sure, but said he wants to come back because they have something special. Notice how neither of us had a Pac-12 team in the top 10? Yes, weird. That was not by accident. Uh, I think the Pac-12 was falling behind everybody else. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick, uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Oregon. Uh out of the Pac-12. Everyone seems to have Oregon near the top 10. They're yeah. kind of building the hype around there. But uh, hard to argue with Herbert coming back. Uh, the flashes of brilliance that they've shown. Yeah. Uh, it's, but also, don't sleep on Washington again. They've got Easton yes. coming in there. Chris Peterson, still the best coach in the conference. Yes. Not Chip Kelly, guys. It's Chris Peterson. Yes. Best coach in the conference. And not to mention Chip Kelly. Let's see what UCLA does. What is USC going to do? They're just the, the, the Pac-12 is all over the board. The Pac-12 you just throw <laughs> things up and they're yeah. just there's so many storylines. But I think Utah is a great example of one of those teams. They're building something special. Yes, there. they are slowly but surely. Um, was what a, 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 one offensive touchdown away from winning the conference last yes. year? So with with backups, yeah. And you know one thing, Miles. I saw a lot of Oregon top ten. One thing Oregon's gonna have to fix. They, they have one problem. One problem alone. They suck on the road. Suck, suck, suck on the road. You cannot be a top 10 team if you suck on the road. And it killed him last year. Uh, for me, uh, another one here. <laughs> I thought about putting him in the top 10. I think UCF has earned their keeps. They have. I've got UCF as an honorable yes, mention. Absolutely. I don't care that they lost a game against LSU. They were playing with a freshman 
backup quarterback and Mac, and he yeah. played his he played his heart out. They almost still almost won that game against LSU. So who starts, Mac or Wimbush? I think Wimbush will get the nod. Wow, I do, because I think that they're going to go with experience, and I think Wimbush just has better running ability. And honestly, you, wait, do you see how skilled Wimbush was against other like? Me, I'm, I think people, they get on me a lot and think I dog the American. I'm not doing that. But you take a guy from Notre Dame and bring him into the American, just like every every UCF fan who was praying they got Jalen. You take a guy from the SEC and bring him to American, I think special things can happen. Yeah. And not a knock on Mac. I mean, you saw him in that in the conference title yeah, game. Wow. He, played, he played great. He won him the championship. But Wimbush is definitely a next-level talent, and I think Wimbush will be really good. He's going to at least start. Yep. And his running ability will be the difference for that team. Another important thing for UCF, they had the top recruiting class of the American Conference. That went unnoticed. But you know what? It's so important for a program like UCF that's still trying to get the respect. Yes. Continue to do that year in and year out. Get the top uh, class in your conference. Win the conference every year. Continue to make noise. Don't go away. Yes. And my last honorable mention, because I had to say them, they did not make my top 10, which was weird. I wanted to, but I just couldn't honestly do it. was Michigan. And you already heard why. Yeah. I got you. Miles, that was fun. How many Big Ten teams do you have in the top ten? One. One? Really? One. 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 How many SEC teams did you have in there? Five? Four or five? Alabama, Georgia. So half your top LSU. ten. LSU. But looked at looked AM. AM, Florida. Florida. You had five. You had half of your top ten is SEC. But look at look at how the season ended. Look how the season ended. One Big Ten team. <laughs> Miles, That's but you know the one big team. Wow. You know the one surprise big Two team. Big 12. One surprise Big Ten team that I saw in a lot of people's top tens was Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it, honestly, I think Iowa's going to be better next year. Than I think Wisconsin. Iowa's going to be pretty good. Watch out for the Hawkeyes. Scott Frost gets another year oh, with Nebraska. And watch out for the Huskers. The West don't, is wide don't open. Don't you guys have again. to go to uh, Nebraska yeah. this year? Oh yeah. You guys have a couple games on your schedules that that bat my eyes. The SEC. This is probably one of the best schedules slate of SEC schedules. For non-conference games that they've had in a long time. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out. You, when you're scheduling these games this far out in advance, you don't know when teams are going to have down years. They got lucky this year or got it right because there's some good games in there. I wish it was now. Oh, my God. Miles, I'm going to wrap this up by saying, guys, head over to our Twitter. We're doing a $25 giveaway for Amazon. All you got to do is go like the tweet, retweet it, comment your favorite team. I love gifts, so throw gifts around. Guys, we love you guys. Hope you retweet this or share this with your friend. And make sure you tell us who we got wrong. Because you know what? Every analyst, every expert gets someone wrong. Gets someone way wrong. Look at us with Wisconsin last year. But they, Me with Washington. But they also get a team very right. And one of us will have that moment where you guys will be like, wow, that was good. But I want to hear your preseason, and we want to see how well this ages at the end.